0: This podcast is sponsored by Notion Refinery. Do you play Battletech or MechWarrior? Are you looking for a unique insignia for your unit? Or does your old logo need an update? Well, Mark over at Notion Refinery has an extensive background in the lore of Battletech, and he grew up playing the games we love. His work has appeared in official products by Catalyst Game Labs and Piranha Games. Take a look at notionrefinery.com to see if his work is right for you or reach out to him at contact@notionrefinery.com. This information can be found in the description below. Huge thank you to all my patrons for allowing me to be able to create content on YouTube, and of course, Twitch, and the podcast. I couldn't do it without you guys. And speaking of sponsors, I'd like to say a thank you to my patron sponsors. That is Crush Gaming. You're awesome. Chad, the BAMF. Stuart, couldn't do it without you, man. And a new sponsor, McJiggles, oh yeah. Thank you guys, I appreciate you. I'm just gonna click the record button. We're just gonna gonna start, just go from there. You're drinking coffee? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So where are you at right now?
1: Um, I'm sitting uh, right now in in the office um, because we are in the middle of moving and the new apartment isn't done yet. And the
0: uh,
1: temporary apartment
0: doesn't have Wi-Fi, so <laughs> I have to sit in the office. Well, um, I just want to say thank you again for doing this podcast. Um, I think it's been a long time coming. And uh, for those that don't know you out there, you uh, your your first name is Constantine, but you go by yeah. IQfish. That's where everybody knows you. And for the most part, everybody knows you because of your work with uh, TMC as far as... Um, your guys animations in the past and um you guys have recently been working and put out a is it fair to say machinima is that a, the correct term animation it's machinima what
1: we went with mm-hmm. yeah it's it's probably more known an, an animation
0: but yeah. yeah and it's called hired steel and if you're listening and or watching this podcast and you don't know what i'm talking about go watch it and if you do know what i'm talking about go watch it again um can i just I'm going to I'm just going to splurge here just just for a moment if you just just it is fantastic and not to mention the level of quality you guys have achieved for a fan based project that in my opinion should be utilized at let's just say the highest level of uh of animation for definitely in the MechWarrior franchise I think it'd be great Hashtag! If you're listening, listening PGI, you should just hire these guys to do all of your future stuff for Mac Five. Um, but all that being said, it's fantastic, dude. You, you're, it's, it's great seeing that level of quality and attention to detail. Not to mention the storytelling from a from a fans' perspective that have always felt the IP deserves, and you guys have nailed it. And I just want to say thank you for creating it because it it's it's great. So that's that's my moment. I just wanted to get that out there, uh, just to get it off my chest. But um, yeah, man, how did um how did this all start? How did this all start? The whole you know the whole project.
1: Yeah, I think um, we when we sat down with old Bob um, and the whole gang was with me. I think Andreas called it a Corona baby. Um, so it's probably kind of a Corona baby. Um, in Germany, uh, we got lots of short short work. I don't know the correct English term, but it's basically when your hours get cut. So you only work uh, Monday or Tuesday or something because your company can't afford more. And so yeah, I think we all enjoyed it for the first two weeks, and then it got boring. Um, especially with my job, I pretty much had to be on standby all the time, so I sat on the PC anyways. Um, so. It was then that somebody linked me uh, the Astatus project from Warhammer, um, and to my shame, I hadn't seen it before. Um, so I watched it, and I was pretty amazed by it, especially considering that one guy pretty much did it. Um, so then I got talking to the TMC guys again and and thought about that. Basically, um, it's a shame that nobody has done this for McVaria before, because obviously the community isn't that big, but we still have uh, i guess a few million people in our community so um i was wondering if anybody had ever done something before and i went through youtube and you you have this this uh, dave school thing that they did in 2005 yeah. i think and then you have some other small stuff but never never something on the level of a status um which i found was a shame so i thought uh, I, I learned enough in my job uh, in the past years to to maybe tackle something similar i don't i don't want to call our project equally as good but it's uh it's probably
0: still still fun um, so yeah
1: that was that was the reason
0: so that's how it started i i know exactly what you're talking about the other there's small animations everywhere for mech warrior battletech they're you know whether it's someone trying to do a school project or that dave's one um not to mention all the others and then plus you have the official ones as well um don't feel bad i didn't know about astardis until not too long ago i know i'm a heretic to some out there um fantastic he uh is working now officially i think with the warhammer i guess th i don't whoever you know that's a big deal um but uh yeah so you're not you're not far off as far as like it yeah it's it's fantastic over there but I think you guys achieved what you did. So the idea was, where did the idea come from? Just like the, you know, perspective of there's nothing really out there like that as far as quality, but then where did the idea of, hey, we want to like do this story as far as the, the, you know, what you guys presented uh, in the video? Yeah. uh...
1: Honestly, I pretty much just sat down and and started working on some stuff. i'm I'm not not great with the whole big concepting stuff, and I always hate to have a blank page in front of me. So I just um I think i I just extracted some Mac models from from Mac Online and started texturing them. And I think the earliest stuff that I published was uh, retextured um, Macs in 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 eight k where they were still just green. Yeah. um. And people started liking that. And um, I think there was a very successful Facebook post which blew up because people said like, oh, is it real? Because I put it in, in some kind of photorealistic background, um, which I then sent to the TMC guys and said, yeah, guys, uh, I have a total crazy idea. How how do you like the idea of us making an animation sure. um, film or series or mckinema or, or whatever? And then we just started thinking um, and in the beginning, we wanted to do like a 20-second teaser or 15-second teaser. And then we started adding more stuff and adding more stuff. And then somebody told us, oh, yeah, I can do a texturing of the dropship for you. And then we integrated the whole dropship stuff. Um, and then we did the pilot. And it took, I think, four and a half months from, from April when the whole lockdown one started in Germany up until the summer um yeah and then we started working on episode one which took almost half a year
0: yeah now that being said you just you just said four and a half months for a 20 like people don't that's a lot of work and time to do can you what's the process there because i mean is it just first off you're working in unreal uh four correct you're working in, in no that's that's that's
1: the other thing. We did lots of testing uh, in these um, in these months, especially for the pilot, which was pretty much only um, R and D in the beginning. So we just sat down and thought, okay, what can we do? Do we want to work in Unreal Four? Okay, then we have these these uh, limitations, but obviously the game is in Unreal Four, so that would be pretty easy. But then I never worked with Unreal. Nobody of the guys never worked in Unreal. I worked the past three years in 3D programs because I work in 3D during my day. I'm the only one, by the way, who does this stuff uh, professionally. Um, The other guys uh, work in engineering or uh, the food business uh, or whatever. Um, So yeah. we. First of all, I had to think about what programs should we use. So I think the pilot, uh, we we pretty much agreed that I do all the 3D stuff on my computer. So I worked in Maya and Redshift. Um, but then when Bernard came along and Andreas uh, wanted to work more um, actively, we had to switch to another program because, of course, Maya is paid and Redshift is paid. And these guys have never worked with Autodesk products. So between the pilot and episode one, we did a complete program switch with everything attached. So that took a month as as well again already. So yeah, um, you, you mentioned the process. So the process in our uh, case was very chaotic, I have to be honest. Um, it was better for episode one. Uh, we did a more planned approach, but the pilot was pretty much just adding on more stuff. Oh yeah, we can do this and that and this. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we threw away a complete uh, dropship hangar scene that Andreas built in Unreal because we just had so many technical problems with it. Um, We wanted to get lights to flicker, and we just had no idea how to do it. And uh, I think I'm not leaning myself too much out of the window when I say that um, Unreal is not easy to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And there's not so many tutorials for it and in the end we just stick to what we knew especially from our old mckinema days um where, where we always
0: use blender sure. sure. so did are you ending now or are you using unreal when you switched is that we you, switched to blender completely blender completely um, okay which is a pretty powerful pretty powerful uh tool set in itself and it's gotten better yeah. over the years yeah definitely
1: i mean i i worked in an agency for like three years now and uh, when i started people were still laughing at me uh, and saying oh yeah if you want you can work in blender but when you switch to a real program yeah uh, l- let us know and then they realized how, how freaking fast this program is and um how old some of the other stuff is um i mean 3d software comparisons is a bit like xbox versus playstation there's yeah. a like holy war between the communities. And especially when people work with it for 30 years or more, they are very uh, focused on their stuff. But Blender has gotten objectively so much better in the past years. And um, it's starting to be a very good program, especially considering that it's free because we work with three people um, on Hired Steel in, in 3D at least. Uh, that would mean three full licenses for Maya. Yeah. it's almost seven and a half thousand euros alone for that per year which we just don't have
0: yeah so. i i've I, I never understood the price like i'm actually surprised they haven't done the like everyday user sort of like photoshop where you can pay like 9.99 a month that's what i do or like stuff because it's like it's unattainable you could say like okay hey if you're a a corp or something like that a corporation or a big business yeah you need to have these license for like official products or something but i'm like i don't understand the you know and i've used 3ds max uh for years and that's the only thing that like has kept me from using blender is like i mean you know this the like the key bindings and like the workflow and how that i like i get into blender and i click the same buttons and it's like so i just get confused and i'm like yeah. all right well i'm just gonna stick to what i know because like uh, you know like <clears throat> yeah but yeah yeah so
1: yeah um the thing is uh, i think the auditors guys they now established an indie program that we would qualify for which would make maya 200 years a, a year but that came a too late and b it's only launched in in the u.s so oh okay yeah. In the end, we just switched to Blender. Um, we started uh, writing our own plugins for it now. Um, stuff that we use every day. Bernard has has, has made a TMC plugin uh, with some cool shortcuts uh, coded. So it's a great choice for us. Obviously, there's challenges with it as well. Um, just just today, I wrote a behind the scenes Patreon post where I explained that I basically had to render all the fire and smoke stuff in Maya because Blender was was throwing throwing critical render errors at me um so there's still a lot of technical shuffling that you have to do um sure yeah
0: yeah but you're figuring it out i mean and, and that's i mean to be adaptable especially like with a project like this um i love that you guys took uh almost a realistic sort of aspect like i love the the UAV you know, dr- the drone footage, and you're, it's almost like a mech manner perspective as well. Recognize that voice. Quick shout out to uh, Chris, uh, AKA Sidestrafe. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, so you you gave a sort of a homage to the mech manner sort of scene with that. But then you also brought in like a realistic, you know, thing too. Like you would have UAVs, not just stationary ones like in MWO or whatever, you would have intel gathering and stuff. And I felt that was really cool. Um, Speaking of uh, uh, characters and story, how did you set along to create like, I, obviously you guys are, this is going to be multiple, multiple episodes, right? You've already got a few characters uh, that are set. How did you go along establishing that sort of storyline?
1: Uh, storyline? I, I always had a critical lack of knowledge um, regarding the Battletech lore. So, uh, I always uh, need need help with that. So we have our member Charlie um for that. Um he's kind of our law guy. He has read pretty much all of the books, um which I did, don't. Uh, so which is just something um, that i that I sometimes need need help with. We pretty much firstly decided that we don't want to get into clan territory um because it just makes everything so much more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um so we just picked the timeline uh, before that happens. Um, and then we decided that we want to stick out of this these big house conflicts um because uh, I mean as you know people pick pick favorites um and and uh, when we do like a Steiner versus Corita or something um, like house fight then we are very strictly have to stay within the lore and there's stuff that we just can't um, yeah, that that would limit our creative freedom and would uh, lead us to make make mistakes. So uh we decided to go with the mercenary route, um which is something that um that the games have 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 done as well, um and and for a reason, I guess. um so without spoiling too much, I think we gave away the planet and the and the year. Uh, that uh, higher steel happens. Um, I think you will find out more about the the, the factions at play here. Um, but it's not completely disconnected from the lore or anything. It's just mercenaries and proxy wars and stuff. So we can have a little bit more more freedom. So um, we invented the um, the good guys. These are our, our own invention. They have a law background, but we did not invent
0: the pirates. Gotcha, and. I, I I mean, going the Merc route or going, it makes sense. It gives you creative freedom to do what you want. And also, too, is like, even in Battletech lore, I mean, there's thousands of planets with, I mean, there'd be stuff. I don't think you have to, like, justify. I think it makes sense. It also gives you, like I said, the blank sheet to sort of go off of. And when you do want to sprinkle this or that in there, you're able to. But you mentioned the clans. Um, so you're saying there's a chance in the future. Just, just, just say. I think you guys could do a thing. I mean... One thing that uh, the storytelling—I've um, been watching a lot of uh, text talks, BattleTech, and the lore and BattleTech and the parallels with modern day, our recent past—and then you know, sort of like all this—it's—it's it's such a rich uh, thing. And again, to see a representation at the level that you guys did, I think is fantastic. And and the the. You set the tone pretty early on. Um the again, spoiler alert for you if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um I love the I I don't know if it's an artistic sort of aspect. I guess it is, right? Like the like what rounds actually really do, you know, is it the you know, rifle you know, is firing and you know, like you see every few rounds you see the tracer round and stuff. I love those little details. And then like you don't have hit boxes in real life, right? You know, like these it would be brutal. It'd be uh in like and you get an aspect with that when the locust, you know, like just it shears its lower leg off. That's what the novels are like. It's not like this, like, oh well, actually, Constantine, the AC five is only capable of, you know, this amount you you don't have that, right? It's like, you know, it's modern, you know you can you can use the analogy of modern day ballistics, and I think you guys capture that quite well um with that scene as well so
1: i mean it 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 makes sense for video games um obviously it wouldn't be fun if you get hit in a light mag and you immediately die. Yeah. um so uh, there's that we have to keep in mind that um what we know as Mac Warrior or Battletech is very much influenced by games now and probably more games than 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 the on the tabletop or books um because it just has a bigger audience i guess um so that's that's something we have to keep in mind we also always talk about this realistic stuff like i said i just today wrote a behind the scenes post about the explosion stuff and when you see a tank firing i mean i don't have to tell you um you don't have these big uh, fireballs that flash that look like somebody set a gasoline on fire you just have a have a short short flash, flash yeah. and and most of it happens on the pressure level. So uh, the the impression that you get comes from this giant shockwave that you obviously don't have when you have headphones on. Um, so we have to strike a middle ground. If we go fully realistic and just have a short flash, it looks boring. But if we have a gasoline fire in, in front of the muzzle, then it looks bad as well. So um, it's surprisingly difficult. Um, and it gets more difficult if you consider that these things are 12 meter tall uh, robots. Um, because humans don't really have a reference for that, um, which should probably get better when we start to establish infantry more, um, which might happen soon. So uh, I always love the Magvorya 3 intro where you see the soldiers interacting with the uh, with the Timberwolf or the, the Vulture, I guess. Or no, no the summoner that, that um, yeah. stomps through the city and then stomps on this poor guy yeah I always love that because it just tells the scale um, so well
0: yeah I mean I can tell people like if mechs were real I mean they would be absolutely horrifying it's like again I don't know what it's like to be on the receiving end of a uh, main battle tank I know what it's like to send the rounds down the range. range um, now imagine that it's a little bit more mobile and can walk around and uh, yeah I the the infantry part is is interesting because like in the novels i think it goes back to say is like these these mechs are these magical you know weapons of war but in just like modern stuff like in urban environments you know you're vulnerable like and you're vulnerable to knee actuators and you know infantry throwing a satchel chars in in your knee or ankle joints and taking you out because if you can't walk i mean you're, you're hosed or whatever those type of things and you read it, you know, or like an Inferno launcher, you know, I mean, great at legion is, is infamous for this, right? Like um, how Carlisle eventually meets his wife, you know, basically <laughs> he aims a, you know, uh, an Inferno missile launcher at her and forces her to like shut down, like the fear of being burned alive and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so from the technical aspect, it seems pretty uh, obviously intense uh, labor time. And then you guys are, animating the max you guys are creating the story um obviously there's a lot of voices uh that i recognized in it as well i think you guys did a fantastic job with that again going back to uh all previous iterations of fan-made projects it exceeds that um you know moving forward what are things that like as you've refined refined the process like what are things that like have made your life easier or um just from the like creation standpoint uh the uh, the pipelines and stuff like that is there any piece of tool or kit that you guys are like oh yeah i wish we would have known that i mean we uh,
1: there's the list of of learnings that we have from episode one to episode two now probably too long to to tell it completely um it's it's so much stuff beginning from how we approach the storyboarding or the um, animation um, obviously, we have all our main characters um, in their mechs now. The mechs are done, the mechs are rigged, the mechs are animated. We have walk cycles for them. That's stuff that we don't have to do now. Um, uh, the vehicles for the pirates are done, they are rigged, they are textured, they are uh, completely implemented, they are cleaned up. Um, we have. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> we are doing a new skin shader for our, um, for our humans. What we are doing now new is, um, we are going, uh, the motion capturing route, okay. um, a big, a big criticism, uh, f- for the last one was the, uh, facial movements. And uh, I understand that. Um, I always uh, tell when people ask me that I was originally against showing showing faces because, like I said, I do this stuff uh, during my day, and we always avoid that because it's you never get this right. And even when you're our Disney or uh, Lucas Arts, you you do full CG characters, and they still look fake. Sure. Um, so in the end, we still did that, and I mean for fan project, and considering the fact that these are hand animated. Um, Facial hand animation, which is crazy. The guys did such a great job. I can't do it. Um, they are okay, uh, but now we are doing motion capturing, so we have a realistic base of like the movement, the timing, and all the subtle sort of stuff that happens in our faces um, when we talk. Um, the eye movements and stuff uh, that makes it a lot easier on on the animation side. Yeah. Uh, honestly then the next stuff that i'm really thankful for is uh, all the all the voiceover work uh, like you mentioned we we completely went with people from the community um just because that's the only thing that that's 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 holding uh, BattleTech and mcgloria together it's it's the community um it's certainly not uh, the the treatment it it gets from from all the official sources uh, there could be so much more done with it but it's we keep it alive so i figured why don't we just work all together and all the people were super stoked and um if you're a streamer you know how to control your voice you know how to record audio so um that's that's a win-win situation for us
0: yeah i was gonna say like the 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 facial i I get where you're you're going with the facial stuff because yeah if, if you don't do it right it looks funky i think you guys did good. I mean, like, it wasn't, and also too, you guys didn't go like uber realistic to where it's like photorealism too. So it's it's got like a slightly uh, uh, animated sort of. I mean, obviously that they look like humans, but it's not like you went with again photorealism. So I think it was definitely great, but uh, I can see where you uh, are using. Is it uh, a blender like uh, plugin or like using your phone or because I saw I, I've seen some motion motion cap unreal, of course, uh, it has that new thing where you can use your damn phone. Yeah, which is awesome. But, um, you know, what what tool set are you guys using for that? I mean, the unreal stuff, the meta human stuff, it's it's it's
1: amazing. Uh, it's it's going to be a new new leap in the whole industry because people know can do it for free on their home computer with their phone. So um, that's another thing I I wanted to say. Uh, what's really important for me is, uh, of course, we do our project. And it would be great if you could help us um, both during Patreon or just join us and, and help us animating. But if you sit down now and start doing a few tutorials, you can do this on your own. And you can do this on a normal gaming PC. And I would be so happy to see more stuff uh, like hard steel out there um, f- for this great uh, IP, because then we could kind of revive it and maybe get more attention to it. Because yeah. Warhammer is is not the only cool sci-fi uh, IP out there. Um, yeah. And like you said, Battletech has the opportunity with, with such great and deep lore behind it to be uh, yeah equally as popular. But yeah, um, the, the motion capturing stuff. So MetaHuman is great, but MetaHuman is, um, in Unreal, and it's only licensed licensed for Unreal, and uh, it's not licensed for these kind of projects that we do. So that would be a problem. Um, we are going with a custom pipeline where we record mocap data with the uh, TrueDef sensor from the iPhones, um, and then translate it to uh, our characters in Blender using blend shapes um, and a custom script. Um, and then we have a base. Like I said, some stuff is missing then, and we have to refine it. Uh, head movements are not in. Um, that's the easiest part, uh, but it's it's already linked and synced to audio, and you have a you can record a reference clip with your phone where you can see all the real movements of of lips and stuff. And um, yeah, I think that's that's uh, probably going to make it a lot easier.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, uh, so basically, anybody who's working with you, they can just use their phones. They obviously read their scripts and lines and whatever you know intensity it's going to show that's really cool too because like again it not only does it make them voice actors but they need to make sure that their face is translating the motion as well right like um that's that's one critique and i've talked about this publicly so uh is the the storytelling in like the the intro to mech 5 like where you know you've got this just mech you know like get you know like son i told you to you know go and it's like it's so flat and stuff like that and i just you know like it's like there's no emotion there there's no character model there's no connection there's no intensity in the voice and like you know um there's intensity in your guys voice i mean shit, when you know the locust is on the ground you know like that's a really powerful scene because in my opinion it shows just how of a i mean it's You guys don't beat around you don't show blood but you don't have to it's just like just boom 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 and you're like oh i i know exactly what just happened like that was that guy's dead yeah he's dead like there's no (laughs) sorry star wolf um yeah yeah so yeah that's awesome so uh that's a new new tool set that i'm sure you're really excited to use so what's, what's the, you know, what's the future, you know, look like? You know, obviously the pilot came out, um, the, the first episode came out and it's four minutes of three and a half, like, and that took you six and a half months, six months to do. And that's without yeah. even like the other work, right? Like the texturing and all that. Is that? That's, is that that's included. Included? Um, included. I mean, uh-
1: on that base alone this 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 pirate base this old SLDF weapons base i spent so much time Uh, i made it way too detailed which is something i always do but now it's it's good since we can reuse it for the other stuff and it has to be more detailed when we go down with the camera um but yeah that's that's i mean you have to consider um Andreas uh, is building a house and is, uh, has become a father in the meantime. Um, Bernard has, has two kids. Uh, I I have a new job. I'm moving. Uh, all, all this stuff comes together. And then we only have our free time for this project. Yeah. So like I said, there's, there's no work time uh, involved in this um, yet. Uh, so that's something to consider. And then we build all these assets um, and we had to figure out a lot of stuff that we have figured out now so um i would say that it would take us less time this time for episode 2 but that is uh, going to be <laughs> made up by uh, more complexity longer episodes um so uh, i i can't say any dates or anything it's sure. just um
0: you don't want to commit to anything cuz yeah i get it
1: yeah it's it's uh i mean there's there's no real real uh, sugar coating. Uh, it has it was really intense sometimes, and 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 it, and it sucks uh, if you um, come home from work at six and then you keep working until two a.m. and uh, it, the next morning your girlfriend looks at you and says like oh I haven't seen you yesterday, <laughs> um, but uh, it it wouldn't work otherwise. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we we will. Uh, keep on pushing and I think we can, uh, exceed episode one next time, uh, without promising too much. Um, but I'm really, really, uh, looking forward already to, to showing you guys what we're working on next.
0: Now, as, as far as the creativity, do you take any inspiration from other stuff? Um, like in any, I mean movies or film, like, you're the director right you're you're the one making the final yeah. decisions like uh what what inspirations you know are are you tapping into i mean
1: i mean uh there's the saying um in our business uh it's uh, everything is a remix so i th- I think that's that's really true um and i would i I wouldn't dare to to sit down and try to reinvent the wheel um because I know I'm not not any kind of uh, great director. So uh, we collectively on our Discord just post stuff whenever we see it. I mean, um, the drone scene that came from from a movie, uh, I forgot the name, but Charlie found it and put it in, um, in our Discord and then we watched it on Netflix. Uh, the um, POV of the rifleman firing, it's um, inspired by one of these Warhammer animations that I saw where you look the Terminator from below and then you switch around with the camera and you go behind his boulder and you see him firing um and then we just adapted that and did it a little bit different and stuff. so um yeah, we definitely take a lot of inspiration from movies and videos and other stuff we We try to not steal anything um directly, and I
0: think that uh, would suck um
1: but uh, it's very much a mix of everything that we find cool.
0: Gotcha. I mean, I don't I don't think that's crazy. I mean, that's interesting that, you know, everything's remix, right? It's like Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Cuz I mean, I don't for me it's not like I have any original ideas or original like, yeah, I'm just yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, that's I get that. I mean,
1: uh, what we did, um, I don't know where I have have seen it, but it was from some uh, 3D guy on YouTube. um, And he mentioned that it's a good idea to always keep the 3D camera constrained to what a real camera would be constrained to. Um, Because with a lot of these 3D animations, you have this crazy flying, and the camera always behaves like some kind of crazy first-person drone. And um, that's not what we are used to when we go to the cinema. Because cinema cameras are always either on the shoulder or on a crane. So they are constrained to this axis or they are on a drone and they're constrained to this axis. Um, so what we did is we always kept the camera at shoulder height or when we didn't, we constrained it to a crane. So that it always had to pivot around a crane point. And I think that helped a lot uh, getting the camera a little bit more realistic.
0: Gotcha. What's been the most difficult thing? um so i would divide this into um personal
1: and technical difficulties i mean personally it's it's just motivating yourself for half a year um because there are phases where like now i get nothing done and i look back at the last seven days and i say okay not much has happened um because it's just i have no internet in my apartment and then i sit in the office and i could work all day here um because there's so much work and, and then um you have to always uh motivate yourself and and try to not burn out uh because half a year is a long time and uh, technically um so blender has this pro has this problem um where when you work in a 3d pipeline you always have an asset and you have a scene your asset in this case would be the mech or the vehicle or the gun or whatever so you use this asset in multiple scenes. And um, you normally want to have it dynamically so that if you change something in the asset and you save the file, then it updates all the scene files. And that didn't work. So that meant that um, we had to lock down our asset, where we were like, oh yeah, we will not change anything about the Shadowhawk anymore. And then we put it in all the scenes and we started animating. And then uh, two weeks later, we noticed that there is an error in the Shadowhawk. <laughs> And then I go in and uh, save the Shadowhawk, and then we have to manually re- redo this for all the scenes uh, by hand. And there was uh, some some point of, of scripting that we could do that make this that made this easier. But um, this this problem with broken they call it dynamic links uh, in um, in Blender or library overrides um, they still don't work hundred percent. But with the new updates, they uh, made it work a lot better, uh, which is a big step in making Blender approachable for these big studios. Because these pipelines work on this principle, and if this doesn't work, you can't use it. Okay. Because imagine like a like a Marvel movie where you have uh, Thanos, and you start working on 2,500 CG shots, and then they change the eye color of him, and then they manually have to do this with five different studios all over the world. Um, it's horrible. So. Yeah that that was a big technical difficulty
0: on the flip side uh obviously that sounds really frustrating so yeah you definitely want to try to square that way. so future what's been the easiest thing that is there any is there been anything that surprised you
1: um hmm. i think uh what was surprising for me was um you always have this magical moment when you have a animation uh, where you always see everything gray um, and unshaded, where you work always like without any textures or lights or something. And then you go in and you apply all your texturing and lighting work. So we have our environment, we have our light, we have our Mac materials and stuff. And Then you apply this stuff and then suddenly you have a scene and you have light and the Macs reflect. And then um, you go into the camera and you switch on motion blur and then you render... Uh, renders a shot and I think and I think what was the most impressive for me was with this locust running scene uh, where we see him, him getting the shot to the leg and I was surprised how well that worked um immediately uh, of course, there was lots of tweaking, but I was surprised how well we managed to convey movement and 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 uh, the speed and the and the and this machine that's running and stuff um because when you always just see it in gray, your your brain doesn't have a, have a, have a reference for anything. So it just looks like nothing. Um, and then if you put everything in and you suddenly have light and stuff, then it starts to look like a real image.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I always get references to like when you see films being made that use CG, it's all gray blocked out. Yeah. Right. That's how they do their entire process into like the effects and all that stuff and color is yeah. until the end anyway. So is that basically what you're describing is everything's like that? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. We
1: we start uh we started with um the script and then we did the storyboard, which we all already did in three D because we are all much better in three D than we are at drawing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then we just reused these storyboard scenes um, and put in a little bit of motion. So we, so we had these mechs sliding around and nothing was moving really. And then they suddenly started moving. And then um, we just built our animation from this. And it was always just gray and gray without trees or vegetation or light or even textures. So the mechs are just gray. Um, they look like unshaded plastic, um, like a miniature that you haven't painted yet. That's a great comparison um and then suddenly when you put in everything that you prepared and you have this this this, this marriage of, of all the parts you click render and you have an image and suddenly you
0: know it's interesting you mentioned earlier that you'd like to see others not just obviously your guys but like other people pick up the mantle but everything you're describing to me is a lot of work like yeah so i feel like that's another thing like even when it comes to like Mech 5 and like modding, I think people are like, yeah, you know, you have to learn Unreal. Like, you know, what you're talking about, you're having to learn pipelines, whatever you're using, whatever software you're using, you're gonna, that's a lot of work. So like, is there any advice to anybody out there? Like if if they're, you know, if they are wanting to get into it, is there any thing that you'd recommend them do? I mean, um,
1: it is a lot of work and it's probably, That's probably the thing that keeps ninety-nine percent of people uh, from doing this stuff, but it's changing and it's getting easier. And uh, just five years ago, the stuff that we have done would not be possible on a on a home machine, um, which is just uh, processor-wise, it would it wouldn't it would render nobody could render on a on a graphics card back then and, and the the processors that we had back then, these, these small quad cores that they just would give up. Um, but now it, it, it all it all runs on a GPU and, and everybody uh, has a medium good GPU. I mean probably not now with all the shortage stuff, but um if you have a decent GPU, you can render our scenes in like it takes, I don't know, 10 minutes per frame, but that's manageable. Um if you have months to work on this stuff. And um, there's always solutions to do it in real time, or you do it in Unreal, and it's never been easier than than today. And uh, my advice would just be to um, just go on YouTube and search for uh, Blender beginner tutorial, or if you want to work with Unreal, I'm sure there's other Unreal tutorials for you as well. Um, um, the, the The tools have never been better than today, and it's and it's never been more possible to do this stuff. And when you then combine this with like a bunch of people uh, that are equally minded, uh, and you don't have to do it all by yourself, then it gets even cooler. I mean, just look at the McQuarrie Living Legends guys; uh, they are completely self-organized on like a Discord, and um, they're building this game uh, and they're maintaining the the first game for years now, yeah. um, which is great. So just just get into it, and I mean, I'm I'm always uh, telling this to people. You can always message me. Um i would be more than happy to help especially if
0: it leads to more content
1: um so yeah that's an option as well
0: are you guys looking to bring on anybody for help or is there any like holes in the team that you you know are you anything like that like people listening yeah. maybe if they have experience
1: definitely i mean we even have a have a hiring page <laughs> on our homepage where we have like like small positions filled out i mean we need help in all regards um like you said, it's it's a lot of work. And especially if you can't work on this stuff 40 hours a week every day, um, sometimes you have three people available. Sometimes you have nobody available, like right now. Um, so it would really help if if anybody would come and, and offer our help. I mean, we have a bunch of, of contacts now that have offered help and have done so. I mean, the vehicles in, in Hired Steel, they are modeled by, by uh, Christian. He's known as Karl, Karl Streiger online, or um, the weapons in the cockpits. They are done by Austin. Um, he's done. He's he's known as M M forty two A. I think uh, he's he's made this cool quick door and and Atlas two model and stuff. Um, so yeah, that that would just help. I mean, in any part, if it's FX or animation or modeling, whatever. Um, as we noticed last time. Um, we even need help in uh, proofreading the script.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, I think the script was good. Uh, so obviously you're, you're you're okay. So obviously I'll have all the information down below in the description for you guys for someone to reach out and contact you. Um, uh, what has been the response for you ac- across the board? How has that been?
1: The response has been absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean we expected to have a little growth i mean um when we published episode 1 um the pilot was at 17000 views and our channel was at roughly 700 800 subscribers and then we published episode 1 and um from day 1 it has been absolutely crazy and it continues to be crazy one month later now I mean I don't even know the latest numbers but I I think it's 180,000 views on episode 1 our channel has broken 11,000 subscribers the um the pilot episode has has like quadrupled in views uh, to 75,000 or something so um it's much much more than we ever expected and it's amazing I mean I I I can say that I've read every single comment uh on youtube twitter facebook uh, we even went in uh, to uh, vk.com the russian uh, counterpart of facebook uh, and we threw everything there into deep l and translated it from russian to german so we can see what the uh, russian fits uh, think of it as well because they are our third largest audience um, then somebody came in and uh, translated the whole episode for us to russian so we have subtitles proper subtitles um so it's it's really been crazy. And um, I don't know how much I can say about this stuff, but there have been some official voices as well that I approached us. And that obviously makes us uh, super proud as well, um, especially considering some of the names that we've talked to. Um, I don't know if anything will develop from this. Uh, we are open to anything. Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, been super amazing and that's the biggest uh, motivation that, that that we could get uh, we're super blown away with
0: i mean i think if you put something that's good out there people are gonna watch it people are gonna share it i mean i, I as soon as i saw it i was like yep yeah, you know like facebook discord go watch this you know i i think i've added probably three or four views just during stream where I'm like, yeah, let's go watch this again because it's fantastic. So I like, I'm not surprised. I think there's a, like you said, the the community isn't large in the grand scheme of things. Like, I don't know. I mean, a few million people. I mean, I I bet you it's more than a few million and it, you know, but yeah, in the global sense, it's not a lot, but like that's a, it's a pretty dedicated crew. And, um, I do have to, uh, Obviously what you guys have done, I don't think you'd have any like negative, but just to, if there's someone who's being a negative on a, don't take it personal, just ignore it because you're going to run into that. Yeah, uh, I always rec, I always tell content creators, don't read comments. Or if you are going to read comments, if someone's like critical, just, just be like, okay, is this person trying to give me advice? Or if it, they're just being a douche. Oh, they're just being a douche. Oh, okay. Ignore, it, you know, like. Um I don't know just that's me personally but um yeah uh yeah. R- reading on the comments so the the translation and the I guess that would be called localization as well from a game perspective like you're localizing it for that um you you mentioned audience uh do you feel like BattleTech what why is it that uh western culture I guess would be it's so attached about, like, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, why is it that we like the slow sort of lethargic, if you will, sort of battle tech versus the, the, do you have any idea why that is?
1: Good question. I mean, you probably mean in, in comparison to all this gun which yeah. Be... yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I mean, I can just tell you my personal story, how I, um, Got to know Battletech and macdoria and it was was my dad and he he played Macdoria One when it came out and Macdoria Two and then he bought the books and stuff. so that's another thing I think the Battletech audience has a very very um I don't know the English English word for it, but um the people that are never participating in any kind of online discussion that are just quietly sitting there knowing Battletech for thirty five years like the generation of, of my dad, uh, 50 plus, um, we probably have millions of these people who have some some point of contact with Battletech that I've never been like. I know my dad has, has played Megoria online like twice, 2013. And then that has been sitting there. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot of these people around. Um, so that's probably why, uh, why the numbers feel so small. Um, but uh, coming back to your question, I think it's just—it's—it's it's probably just that this was available. And growing up, um, my generation has has been influenced by anime and and stuff a lot. But uh, before that, I think it wasn't that widespread um, in Western Europe and and uh, the Americas and stuff. Um, and then maybe it has something to do with the war wo- with the war. Um, Battletech is obviously very, uh, inspired by real war machines and real guns and real rocket systems. And it, it really feels a little bit like cold war on legs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> um,
1: so maybe that's part of it. Um,
0: yeah, maybe it's the fascination too. Cause like, uh, North America and Europe, obviously like world of tanks and War Thunder, I think you get a little bit of that. One of the things that I think Battletech does really well is it stays grounded in, like, science, not, like, mysticism or magic or whatever. Like, it may seem magic that we have fusion reactors, but, I mean, fusion reactor is a concept that we can wrap our head around. Like, yeah, we don't have one that's fully working right now, but that could happen. Okay, well, we know how, uh, you know, space travel bending and all that, we know how that could happen. So, like, I feel like that is grounded, but also too is like even in, in your animations or in MWO, it feels grounded in the sense of they are like just mobile tanks with some futuristic weapons, if will. Yeah. So maybe that's, that's why it's, you know, the-, the...
1: And, I, and, I, and I like that because, um, I mean, w- with our Hunchback, for example, I just slapped all this, re- this reactive armor on him because I wanted to make him look like one of these modern Russian tanks yeah. that are coated in reactive armor plates to protect them from RPGs and stuff. Um so and also it's a lot easier to imagine how the future looks in a thousand years than it looks in thirty thousand years uh when you compare it to Warhammer. Yeah. Because then everything could happen. Um which is funny because right now the YouTube algorithm is probably treating our video a little bit different. It's getting shown to people who obviously don't know Battletech. They come to our video and comment like oh yeah a thousand years in the future this would never look like this yeah. this is maybe 2150 but not uh 3040 um which is funny uh, because they obviously don't don't know the the lore behind it um but uh, that's the thing and i mean at least um i'm from germany and germany is very uh, yeah very um coined by all this cold war stuff and i mean just looking out my window i can see a bridge and all the bridges in germany have these little tonnage signs on it that indicate how many tanks can cross it at the same time because they were built to obviously uh, provide the infrastructure for the nato to repel the russians along our border and um that's still there today and very, very big influence and if you can hear all the stuff flying over my house, that's because a military base is over there and it's it's um yeah, yeah. I think that's a big influence in, in the whole Battletech thing.
0: Well, like I said, I, I think you guys have created something wonderful. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um if if like I, I asked earlier, what's if you're looking for help, you said a yes if uh someone was uh, maybe someone that has no technical skills is there any other way they can help Uh, you mentioned patreon earlier uh can you talk about that just for a second
1: yeah we have a patreon for the tmc um where we show like behind the scenes stuff and we do polls and i I try to keep it as active as i I can Um, um so there's some interesting stuff over there i mean we have created like 12 behind the scenes polls. that alone probably worth worth the uh, three bucks to just read all all of the stuff i've written so if you can take a look at that that would be great um, and if if not just share the video just post it in some community that it hasn't reached yet help us get a little bit more viral um, that would be great i mean i'm super satisfied with how the video did and and if it would stop now uh, I, I wouldn't be sad but um more is always better and uh yeah, we will continue to to work on on, on the project, and um, that's the only thing I would add. Don't be discouraged if it takes a, takes a few few weeks to hear from us, because there's just not much exciting stuff to share at this stage. And I don't want to share stuff that's that's not worthy to be shared or create false expectations or hype people too much, because we're a super small team. We only have our free time. It's, it's getting summer now in Germany and, and um, people are starting to go out in the sun again and time is, uh, time is limited, but we do our best and we definitely keep producing.
0: So uh, one last question before we get off here. Um, if let's just say someone at PGI was wanting you, guys, would you guys be interested in working with PGI and creating like official, either what you're doing right now or even tie it into the games? Is that something that you guys have ever talked about? Um, we have sadly never had any kind of official contact from
1: PGI. Uh, in the beginning, I sent a small letter uh, making sure that it was okay for us to use the 3D models, um, which they approved. They obviously said, yeah, like movie rights and stuff is not with us, but you can use all 3D models, just credit us. And that's what we did. And after that, we sadly never heard again. And I. Um, i i sent a few mails and never got any kind of reply so i think for now they are not not interested or there's no budget or no capacity i don't know um but our door is always open and and there are other companies as well uh involved with BattleTech. um so yeah
0: who knows sure sure gotcha awesome well hey i know you got to get going i just want to say thank you again i look forward to uh, sitting down and, and talking about episode two with you in the future and three or whatever you guys are planning. Um, I myself, I'll go ahead and say it publicly, I will be headed over to your patron and joining and supporting because I do think it's a great cause. So I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. One of those things that I wanted to uh, to do officially out there. So I'll go Gosh. ahead and say that. Yep. You guys deserve it. I, I love content creators. Uh, I myself being one, I know how, that, how important that is. So, um, yeah, so out there, if you have the ability, uh, share this video on Facebook, Twitter, your friends, discords, get it out there, leave a comment, uh, uh, like it and all that fun stuff. And also go subscribe to their channel. Um, and of course all this information will be down below. Uh, any last words from Constantine, AKA IQ fish.
1: I just want to say thank you again. The response from the community has been overwhelming, not just in views or Patreon, but just in in the feedback that we got. And it's really special. And it makes the whole uh, month of of work uh, feel like they're really worth it.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, man. I look forward to talking to you in the future.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And bye-bye.